Hello everyone, we're here, and we usually do a big musical number like they do on Broadway, mm. and we still will, don't you worry, it's coming. But before we started anything tonight, we just wanted to, to, to pause a minute and talk about how we are at a place, breathing air, that no St. Louis Blues fan has ever breathed before. I recognize, we all recognize that the St. Louis Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals three times before, Mm -hmm. but never like this. Never like this. And we're in shock. (laughs) We're in legitimate (laughs) shock. And before we talk about everything we're going to talk about tonight, and before we celebrate, and before we look ahead to the Boston Bruins series, we need to take a second and just stand back. And realize that this is the greatest St. Louis Blues season there's ever been. And win or lose in the final. And I really believe either could happen. Mm -hmm. Win or lose in the final. No more tears. (laughs) (laughs) Only That's true. I like to think back to the great movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And think about how life moves pretty quickly. (laughs) If you don't pause every once in a while you might miss it. And honestly, like when that when the game was won, I just sort of sat there and I thought about like, screw work, screw all the little responsibilities you have in an adult life that make it so fucking mundane, and just like engage with the moment because it's been since 1970. My father was 10 years old. Bobby Orr was playing. Yeah, Bobby Orr was an active player in the like league. Like a youngish yeah. active player. And you don't get this often. And you don't know when you're going to get this again. You don't. It could be 49 more years. It could be less. It could be more. Just, like, just enjoy it. You our, have to enjoy it. Our point is not to be a downer no. or be negative. No, our, this is an upper. All we're enjoy saying, it. All we're saying is enjoy the moment. Whatever the hell happens from here on out. This is the greatest time there's ever been to, a boy, to be a boys fan. So without further ado, we're going to go to the intro. We're going to play it. We're going to enjoy it. And then we'll be right back to talk with you. We'll be here the whole time. But let's get started. And let's go blues. Can I? 
was in dead last place in the National Hockey League on January 3rd, will now sit four games away for a chance to lift the Stanley Cup. Everything. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! That was probably too loud for people. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry for your earbuds God. and your ear pals. Holy shit. Wow. We'll talk about the game, and you've heard this so many times already, but this team was dirt road dead last on January 3rd. This team was another couple losses away from Doug Armstrong trading Alex Petrangelo. Like he told them in the locker room. There were stories that he told those certain players, you don't get your shit together, you are gone. That is this team that is in the Stanley Cup final. It is that same team. Jay Bomeister was one game, one game away from being waived. And now, before tonight, he was the active player with the most career games played to never play in a Stanley Cup final. And assuming that he lives for six more days, that will no longer be true. Now it's Ryan Suter. Now it's Ryan Sutter. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. We are, it is, what is it? It's Tuesday, May 21st, fast becoming Wednesday, May 22nd. This is the Two Guys Now Cup podcast. And we're here. We're, we're, uh, what a reality. What a reality to we, live in. I, this isn't going to be a very, like, cohesive no. podcast. We've got a lot a lot of new followers on Twitter. And if, Welcome. if, if you're new here, sometimes people can tell you once in a, in a blue moon, in a, once in a while, we have a very straightforward, sensible organized podcast, yeah. but that will not be tonight. One of those weeks where we have two games to cover, one of them's against just, the Coyotes. <laughs> just to clean in, out, 50 minutes on with life. Mm-hmm. But that will not be tonight! The St. Louis Blues. Let's let, let's let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's start here. This season started with a different head coach. I know! A different starting goalie. Robert Thomas was just a glimmer in the two guys no cup prospect pyramid's eye. 
Oh, but I mean, it was top, tops of the pyramid. Well, not quite tops. 13 months ago, Ryan O'Reilly had lost his love of the game. Mm-hmm. He was the scapegoat in Buffalo. And I'll bring up some of these points again. Jay Bomeister was the laughing stock of this town. Oh, he was not very good. Vladimir Tarasenko was on the trade block. Jordan Bennington was a nobody. Mm-hmm. He was on our fair prospect pyramid, but as like an afterthought. Mm. Oscar Sunquist wasn't even a prospect. He was <laughs> dust. He was Thanos <laughs> dust. The dude didn't exist. He played half the season last year. Didn't exist, though. Jaden Schwartz, throughout the season, couldn't find the back of the net. 11 goals with total. With a seeking missile. 11 goals. 60-something games, 11 goals. Like you said, Alex Petrangelo was days away from being traded. If the Maple Leafs had consented to trading... William Nylander for him, Nylander, mm-hmm. he probably would be traded. Oh, yeah. He'd probably be gone. Vince Dunn was, like, <laughs> again, like a glimmer in our eye. I mean, he'd had a full NHL season, and it was pretty good, but we didn't know. Yeah. On January 3rd, and listen, I know it's the cliched line, but think about it for a damn second. On January 3rd, this team was last in the National Hockey League. We did the numbers. It was one of those things where the Blues had to win, like, they had to go, like, 28 and 14 to make the playoffs. And we were like, that's stupid. It's impossible. It's impossible. We were just, we were, and listen, I know a very few of you, and... All credit to you. I think I still think you were crazy at the time, but all credit to you if you never for a second lost faith in this team. But the vast majority of us, and certainly any of you that put up with us this whole time, mm-hmm. gave up on this team countless times. And all the evidence suggested that we should. This team wasn't supposed to make the playoffs. The playoffs is an achievement for this team. Oh, a huge achievement. I don't think any... I think... The stat was that any no team that was in last place after the turn of the year had ever won a playoff round. Mm-hmm. On January seventh, Jordan Bennington shot out the Philadelphia Flyers, and that was a that was a fun story. And that, that was, was really neat. That was cool. Like maybe maybe he'll win us a few games. Maybe we were just hot. happy to have a different goalie at that point. That was that was one step in the direction that needed a thousand steps. And now... And somehow they took a thousand steps. They took at least 995 of them. Oh, my goodness. And listen, we know the cup isn't won. And we know there's a lot of work ahead. But this goes back to our original point that you have to celebrate this. You just have to. Mm. Because if... if, Listen, let's be real. The, The Blues could lose to the Bruins. The Bruins are a very good team who have done it before. And if that happens... You need to look back on this season as joy mm-hmm. and not disappointment. This isn't the Blues as President's Trophy winners dropping Game 7 to the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, this team is better than that. This isn't even the Blues in David Backus's final season making it to the Western Conference Final and just running out of gas against the San Jose Sharks, who did the same thing in reverse this time. 
Hooray! This is a blues that we've never seen before. And as much as I'm timid and as much as I'm scared and as much as I don't know, I literally, literally don't know how my body will survive a Stanley Cup final series. I'm so glad sometimes that we have mostly two-day breaks between every game because, I, God, I need one day to recover. first day can be, like, recovery. Then the second day can be resetting, refocusing, kind of a little off, an actual off day, and then the next day is a game. But, man, it's going to be potentially two weeks of just mayhem. Just utter mayhem. Tyler Bozak when he signed with this team, wrote an article for the Players' Tribune. <clears throat> and it was mostly about how much Toronto meant to him and how long he'd been there and all that. And that's great. I mean, he spent his entire career there, so I'm not faulting him for that. But in the article, he wrote, I want the cup so damn bad. That's why I signed in, your, in St. Louis. There's your headline. Print it. And when I read that, I was like, that's really cool. But it's also insane. <laughs> because we don't, this isn't a team that plays for cups. This, this team plays a round or two. The St. Louis Blues play a round or two and get bounced. That's their identity. And, I was like, and it always has been. And I was like, Tyler, I believe that legitimately you signed with the top competitor of the teams that were offering you contracts. <laughs> yeah. But. That felt insane to me. This team was supposed to compete for a cup. We talked about it before. They've, you know, absolutely bottomed out throughout November and December. But they were supposed to compete for it in, like, quotes. Like, they were supposed to compete. Be, like, one of the many teams that was good and could possibly win the cup. But now they are one of the two teams to compete for the cup. That's what's crazy to me. There's only... It's, this is it! It's the Blues and the Bruins, and on the off days, there is no other hockey because this is it. This is this is the only game that is going to be talked about. It is these two teams, and that's nuts to me. There are no other teams. There are no other teams. It's over. The season ends after this. That That's even crazier to me. The even Blues if we lose, last game will ends. be the last game of the yeah. NHL season. The season ends. It's just over. Yeah, it's not the thing where there's more after that and you got to pay attention and I wonder who wins. It, this is it. This is it. This is the end game. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, Wait for my Disney money. I just like, there's so many storylines. I was, I was going to send out a tweet storm this afternoon. It would have been I'm, very I'm appropriate in hindsight. With the storm that ran through. That's true. Squall line. I, I heard hope, the word squall line yeah. a lot today. I hope everyone who's listening is alive. Yeah. <laughs> Somber. I like mm -hmm. it. Um, and it, it was just basically the point of it was going to be, listen, I get why the national media coverage is all about San Jose. Mm -hmm. From just a money-making standpoint, they're the bigger market. I get it, excuse me, but I was sad. I was legitimately sad because there's so many stories on this team that just aren't getting told. Or they're getting told, but they're kind of in passing. Yeah, they're just the other story. Think about how sad the Patrick Maroon story sounded at one point this year. 
He came and he signed with his hometown team. And yeah, he took a hometown discount, but let's be honest, he also signed here because nobody else was offering him a lot more money. Mm-hmm. I believe maybe somebody offered him $2 million for a year or whatever, but nobody was offering him a long contract. Mm-hmm. They were all definitely like one year, two years. He things. came here because he needed to play somewhere and he could come be by Anthony, and that's great. And then he was dreadful to start the season. I mean, the whole team was dreadful, but he was dreadful. Mm-hmm. And now he's a hometown hero. Now he's got probably still, even after tonight, the single, the greatest single moment in Blues history, scoring that overtime game winner in Game Seven. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if he's going to resign. This isn't the time to talk about that. But doesn't matter. The story is written. He's got the picture for his autobiography. The cover is the picture of him in front of the net after the game if he wants to write an autobiography. This must be called Maroon. <laughs> great. I'm I mean, waiting for my Maroon check. We've had so many people, and, and we've, we've jumped on a lot of hatred bandwagons. We've started hatred bandwagons. We've started hatred bandwagons. This was never one of ours, but there were so many people that genuinely believed Alex Petrangelo could not captain this team to success. Oh, no. And I get it. It looked like he couldn't. At the start of this year, mm-hmm. we weren't really on that bandwagon. We weren't like, the captain's the problem. No, but, but I But we think... were also like, I don't mind if Alex Petrangelo Yeah, I was like, I turned at the end of thinking, <laughs> all right, I always thought it would be a huge issue if we traded him, but at this point, trade him. I yeah. finally flipped. I was like, I guess if you have to, you have to. Yeah. That was this team. He's the, he... He, Alex Petrangelo, is the captain who chose not to touch the Clarence Campbell trophy today. Hats off. That was him. That wasn't any other captain. (laughs) That wasn't Joe Pavelski or whoever the fuck the captain is in Nashville now. Mm -hmm. Who is their captain? Wasn't it Fisher for a day? Roman Yossi. Oh, Uh, ew. Bland. It wasn't Jamie Benn. It wasn't Blake Wheeler. It wasn't... He who shall not be named in Vegas. I don't mean that they have an evil person I won't discuss. They just haven't named a captain. It wasn't Mark Giordano. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Gabriel Landis called. Steven, are we going to name all the captains? I just did. I just did. Oh, I thought it was like every team. It wasn't. No, no, just the Western Conference. I'd say Kopitar. <laughs> it wasn't. Did I get them all? I think I got them all. Yeah. Anyway. Um... It was Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'd given up on Jay Bowmeister. Alex Steen, we'd given up on Alex Steen. And listen, his contract is still going to be tough to swallow for as long as he's here. Yeah. But who gives a fuck if we win I'll a Stanley so Cup? Happy. Who I'll gives be so a fuck happy. now? Again, like, I, we've got work to do, and I, I desperately want us to do that work. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever thought we were going to be here. Nobody ever thought we were going to be here. Alex Petrangelo, captain, lifts the cup. He hands it to... Either Steen or Bowman. Yeah, yeah, but you got to pick one. That's one or the other. I think... I think it's Steen because he's been with the team. Because he's got the A. It should be. 
And then it's Bowmaster. Bowmaster. And then it's Tarasenko. Okay, I was going to say, because the fourth one is the one that's like the, ooh, who is it? Because you get the two <laughs> old guys out of the way, obviously. <laughs> if Barry Jackman was here, he'd be number oh, two. God. It's the whole deal. But who's going to Tarasenko hand it to? <laughs> we just determine the whole order in advance. Yeah, let's go all the way to the end. Um, I mean, does, is it Schwartz? Because he'll be the Con Smythe guy, arguably. I mean, Bennington? Can't be Bennington. He's too damn young. <laughs> I never remember. Tyler Bozak? He's been around forever. Patrick Maroon? Oh, yeah. Man. Jeez. Carl Gunnarsson? <laughs> Man, if I, I'd be so high on winning the cup that, like, it's whoever just skates the fuck up to me. It's mm-hmm. like fucking... Thorburn just waddles out there on his shoes of like, it's yours next. You're going to be the fifth person to waste this. I give a shit. Oh my god. We're talking about the Blues lifting the Stanley Cup and like, it's not a reality but it's also not a fantasy. It's the closest it's ever been to a reality. And that's the thing, like I was talking to some people this week that were passive hockey fans and if you're, I don't think anyone listening to us could be qualified as a passive hockey fan. This, If you are, you're insane to be they listening say this to this dribble. On the but, Steve Dangle podcast all the time that you're like the 1%. Uh-huh. If you're a hockey fan listening to a hockey podcast, I'm going to say you're 1% of 1% yeah, because probably. the St. Louis Blues, while a historic and old franchise, are also like a smaller fan base mm. and the most certainly a smaller diehard fan base. If you're listening to this, you're like the tenth of a percent of people so hats off to you for being the smartest hockey fans Mm -hmm. known to man absolutely but my point in saying (laughs) and bringing all that up was just to say that like i talked to some people and and they were like well 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 the boys have played in the finals three times before and i'm like you don't get it we were sacrificial lambs we were the best of the worst we were like imagine I can't even think of a comparison. Take the team that finishes middle of the pack during the year uh-huh. and make them play the best team in the playoffs. So take, like, let's say we're not in it. It's the Boston Bruins now versus who barely missed it? The Minnesota Wild. Oh, God. That's what it is. The Minnesota Wild beat everyone else out of the bottom to be the best bottom tier. I was going to say, and then they play the Bruins, the actual best team, and they get railroaded. That's what happened with the Blues. Legitimately, imagine that when the regular season ended, there were two brackets going on, and the one bracket was the top sixteen teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the other bracket was the bottom. Once say Seattle gets their sixteen teams. And that was the Stanley Cup final. That's what it was. That's what it was for those. I don't. May, I think it was those first three years. They might have done it differently the year later. Mm. In fact, a year or two later was Vancouver and Buffalo coming into the into the league in different years. I think whatever. But um, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it was. We were the best worst team. And it's an accomplishment. You made the final. Can't take that away from you. You were in the final. But let's be honest. Like, the minute this team wins, I mean, it's true, the minute this team wins a finals game, they're better than all those teams. Unquestionable. Like, I mean, they are. Right now, are. they are, yeah, they already are because they've won more in the postseason. They've won 12 games in the postseason. They only have to win four more. This is backwards of what we thought before. Remember when you win two rounds and you go, they got to do that again. 
Now I'm sitting here thinking, we won 12 games. You only got to win a third of those now. You only got to win four more. They're the hardest four, but you only have to win four more. If you win one, you only have to win three more. Yeah. If you win two... (laughs) We'll work all the way down. We'll John Madden the shit out of this. Just Let's let's talk about just the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We talked about the regular season shit. This team wins the first two games against Winnipeg. Loses the next two at home. Bam, bam. We Any are fucked. Any other season, we fold like a lawn chair. We watched it two other times. How often have we watched it? We did it against LA How in 2013. Often we did have it against we watched it? Chicago in 2014. So often. And they're down to nothing entering the third of game five. Oh, you're holy fuck! Do you remember that? This is very. I know that it's not was quite like the same. Our, that was it's like very David Freeze. Oh, for sure. I was Down gonna to say the it's last like strike. it's like our Blue Jackets hitting the post moment mm. from the Capitals run. But you know what I mean? Well, you're like down, no, you're, you're right. down to it. Like, if you don't we're win not, this, we're not you're winning bones. that series if we go down five, three two. We battle back. We win. Tyler Bozak, fucking Braden Shen breaks his stick. Tyler Bozak on the ice is the right-handed shot. Left-handed, wait, right-handed. Right-handed yep. shot. I meant, you know, correct-handed shot <laughs> to get it over to Schwartz, and he scores in regulation. And then we dominate the Jets in game six. Dominate him. Win it three to two, but it was really three to nothing. And it could have been a lot worse than that. Game two, or series two, we played Dallas. What did we lose? Game one? I don't fucking remember. No, we were at game game one. one. Oh, we were at game one. We we were were. at a game of these playoffs. Wasn't that like nine years ago? Oh my god. (laughs) We won game one. Yeah. And then we lost several. It was down three, two. I think we lost two. We won three. We lost four, then lost five. We lost five. Did we get shelled in five? Was it pretty bad? No, those two won. That was the one we watched with with Gift Jeff. Oh, yeah. And we were like, you just had to win it. You couldn't win one. Even that seems so long ago. And you and I, we came on this podcast and we were done. It was over. Yeah, we pretty much, we cashed in our chips. I wrote wrote an article at the time. The Blues for five five straight years, they've been eliminated in a game six on the road, Mm -hmm. I think. It just felt... It was just right. it was just time, and that was fine. It was already an insane season. You didn't want to see him lose to the stars, not the stars, but other than that, it <laughs> Those was fine. Shitberg stars. And then we fucking win. Ben Bishop takes a shot off the shoulder. We score. Nobody reviews it. They don't pour the whistle. You just score, and then fucking Sammy Blay arrives. He arrives and he <laughs> takes that big goofy ass slap shot, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then it. Goes in the net and it's four to two and the boys win. Four to one, four to one. I think. Four to one, yeah. And then it's game seven and uh, you dominate the entire thing. <laughs> I mean, you dominate. I don't even want to talk about it. From the start to the finish and you score immediately, don't you? Or did they score first? No, we scored. They first. scored. We scored first. Yeah. They scored pretty quick, but you dominate the rest of the game and Ben Bishop is a golden god. On his home ice, he's a golden god. He's unbeatable in elimination games. You can't beat him. And 52 it's, saves. It goes through first overtime, and there's so many fucking chances both ways. And the then Jamie it's ben second overtime. Around. It's second overtime, and Jamie Ben wraps around the net. And 
I still don't understand how it doesn't go in. It's inches from the line. They think it might be in on the broadcast, and they're still talking about it when the Blues win a face-off, and Robert Thomas dekes to the inside, and he takes a shot, and it gets behind Ben Bishop, and Patrick Maroon knocks it in, and the Blues advance to the third round of the Stanley Cup, the Western Conference Final. But friggin' of course, you're facing the San Jose Sharks, and it's the same story as it was three years ago. You beat the Stars in seven games, when you couldn't put them away in five or six. I realize it's not the same, but similar. Well, same story for the Sharks. The old, Sharks old Bucks haven't won a cup yet. The Sharks have all the luck in Game 7 of the first round. All the luck in Game 7 of the second round with the offside review. And they're there, and they just trounce you in Game 1. Like 6-3 or something. Yeah, and I realized in hindsight it wasn't, you know, it was closer probably than that look. Yeah, but that's still barf-tastic, man. That is not a a good first game to have. Game two, you win. I want to say it was like 3-2. I don't remember it very well. That's a haze. And then game three. There you go. You're there. you, you, You really be, I mean, you really control the game. And then... Just out of just rip a page out of every Blues playbook for the past fifty three years, <laughs> you have a one goal lead and you can't fucking finish and you let it get to overtime and make no mistake, especially now that we've seen how it unfolds, we should have won that game of regulation. Yeah, you can as blame bullshit the as Blues the call more. was. And very, we even said it tonight. You need to win that game of re- regulation, but they don't. And five minutes in, there's. A hand pass that's clear as day. It's clear as day. It's clearer than any of Zach Morris's schemes on Saved by the Bell, which is, which are all very transparent. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think A.C. Slater or Kelly Kabowski were all that bright. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> it's a hand pass. It's clear as day. They score. They skate off the ice. The Blues are like, what the fuck? The refs are like, I don't fucking know. Then the refs run. The refs literally ran away because <laughs> you weren't watching that live. Well, I saw him I go mean, to you the, saw corner in the corner. But they were walk. like literally like, open the fucking door, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, well people are throwing shit and on the And that was ice. the end of the game. And we lose. And it's a blatant break of the rules. And it's three times the refs have gone just, you know, and, and in hindsight, you don't, I don't, the Sharks were a good team. But mm-hmm. three times the benefit of the doubt was theirs. And you're just like, okay, well, you, I mean, I was. A lot of fans weren't, and credit to them. But I was like, that's a hill you can't climb. You well, just either, can't. You either get a, the Blues team rallying around it, or you get them folding around it. It said much more about our team than it a ever was pe- going to theirs. A lot of people, I did see a lot of people, or at least some people say, only one team wins more games in this series. Mm-hmm. And I do think that was true. If we come out on the ice and fold in game four, which we would have been justified to do, mm-hmm. we lose. We lose game five, and it's over. And the Sharks are in the final, and we're here to bet you. We've won three in a row. Sorry, just we hit me. Ca- no, you're right. You're fine. And we come out like a house of fire. And, and Craig Berube, interim head coach still in name only. And don't rip that off before the final. Just don't <laughs> do it. Just don't. Don't. Don't chance it, Doug. But he comes in, he tells those boys, we're moving past it, don't talk to the media about it. 
and they express their frustration, but they move on. And they all to a man say, we're looking ahead, that's in the past. And they come out on fire, and they score 35 seconds into game four, and and the rest of it looked like shit. But they (laughs) held on. And then game five, they go to San Jose, and they just dominate. Eric Carlson never should have played. He comes up lame near the end of game four, and maybe that's a huge difference in this series. Obviously it is. He's a very good defender. But even Joe Thornton wouldn't credit that for the difference in the series. We win 5 nothing, And then tonight, you know, we'll talk about the Corsi in a minute. We're finally getting to the game. But we pretty much dominated this one. I mean, there were sections, mm-hmm. but we won 5-1. We've beaten this team... We didn't skate We've by. We've beaten this team 12-2 to two since the hand pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since the hashtag hand pass. Jordan Bennington's goals against average is below one since the hand pass. Mm-hmm. I think what I take away from a lot of that is, and it kind of goes back to the savoring the moment thing, is a lot of that is the Blues being the better team. I'm going to say most of it is the Blues being the better team. But there is also a fair amount of just, I mean, just luck, man. I mean, and I'm not saying, like, luck, it's not skill, but, like, just being in the right place at the right time. I will say luck and determination. No, yeah. Oh, I and, think determination, and, too, and, and, grit, truculence, and, and truculence. Truculence. Truculence more than anything, <laughs> really. Got a lot of time for truculence. No, we I've all got do. got a lot of time <laughs> for truculence. But, I mean, I'm just thinking, like. Oh, inside jokes. Isn't that fun for you listeners of yeah. this podcast? Hashtag truculence. <laughs> um, but just, like, the Bennington save on Ben on the wraparound, that's not necessarily luck. He made the save. But it just, but like, it was so. Luck. I'm just thinking so close. Uh huh. Like you said, Shen was... breaks the stick, Bozak on the ice, right handed shot, is able to get the pass to Schwartz. Goal. Skill. Skill and determination to get it, but also just luck that the stick breaks. And I'm not taking anything away from the Blues. I'm just saying this is how hard it is to get there. You have to combine it all. And the Blues could still have it because it's such a magical run, man. Just the hand pass alone, overcoming the hand pass, is crazy to me. It's inconceivable. This team, the St. Louis Blues would have folded... Ten times ten already. Different times. There were ten separate and that's times what I was this kind team of could have given to. up. Like, yeah, this isn't the same Blues team. Not even we, close. We were tweeting today or t- texting each other today. We don't tweet each other. That'd be weird. But we were text- I slid in your DMs. <laughs> we were texting today. And we were like, no, they'll find a way to screw it up. Because we're crazy people. We, we were super negative today. And, like, we're, we admitted to ourselves after the game that it was kind of that feeling of, like, no, they should win tonight. And that's why I'm extra scared. I, we just but were we trying to get, out, of, get we, out ahead of our yeah. own feelings. And we texted each other and we were like, these are the blues. They'll screw it up. And I wanted to say, no, they won't because these aren't the same blues. But I couldn't. And now... Now you can, Whatever really. happens from here on out, it won't be like that happened because it's the Blues. Mm-hmm. You know? It's... Exactly. This is all new. This is just a whole different thing. This is a whole different thing. That's why I think it feels so surreal. I'm like, this isn't... The Blues aren't in the final. A team wearing the Blues jersey <laughs> and called the St. Louis Blues are there, but not the Blues I know. Nope. The Blues I know have been golfing for like three weeks. <laughs> This is a whole different beast, and it makes no sense to me. I on it like it's hitting me slowly, but I don't think it's gonna hit me till I like 
just watch videos of it tomorrow, and I'm like, holy shit. I just, oh. Shall we? Do you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, let's this talk game? about a game, the game that made this happen. Because one of the other storylines here that I want to draw out is you could not have drawn up a game better to set us up for the Boston series than this one. Mm. Just based on how it played out, who scored, etc. So let's get into it. The Blues start hot, and David Perron scores a minute and 32 in. The French connection. We thought it was Sammy Blay. It was David Perron. That's how it happens. The Quebec connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and David Perron. Sacre bleu. <laughs> uh, Blay and O'Reilly under the zone. Blay passed it to O'Reilly. O'Reilly made a very ill-advised pass. Boo, bad. Passing it to back. Bad, Ryan. But he recovered the puck, and then he made a ridiculous pass back. Good, Ryan. Well uh, done, Ryan. <laughs> got the puck, shot it, and you thought it was his goal, but eventually they showed that it was off Perron's stick. Doesn't matter. They don't care. One, nothing. Blues. They had to get the first goal. We talked they about had it. To, in and I really thought they wouldn't. Like I genuinely like even in my most um like clear, sober, level headed mind today, I was like, I think even if we win, this is that weird one where they score first and we're chasing. Mm-hmm. Just because it was kind of like there were so many and we haven't talked about it, but Carlson didn't start and Meyer didn't start and Pavelski didn't start. Meyer was or in. Meyer, uh what's his name? Uh, the guy we almost traded for. The other guy Hurdle. we almost traded for. Thank you. Hurdle didn't start. I only remember that because Tarasenko most certainly two-handed Meyer in the face. <laughs> but Not called. So Playoff look, hockey. So look, I mean, we didn't beat the full Sharks tonight. I don't give a I'm not, shit. No, 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 no. I don't either. I'm not okay, saying that. Good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, my point was only that, like, we could have... And I was really glad to see that even Twitter wasn't doing this, but we could have gone <laughs> depleted Sharks roster. We yeah. got this, and that was my fear in the like opening goal. It was some some fuck that I'd never heard of. I'll just make up a name. Some fuck like Dylan Gambrel. I don't know somebody <laughs> like that. Dylan Gambrel would score an early goal. And Sounds like a creative player. It does. A bad one. <laughs> and they'd be off to the races and we'd have to claw our way back in. But David Perron opens the scoring. Terrific. We're like, on, we, we scored so many goals in the first two minutes, two or three minutes in these playoffs. Good which time. is never what the Blues do. There are so many never what the Blues do. And then they scored a late power play goal, which is also never what the Blues <laughs> do. 16 minutes in. And I once heard from our, our good friend Garrett Kochner. He's out there. Congratulations, Garrett. We're in, we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's out there we went to, doing the good work. We went to uh, Traverse City last year, and hopefully we will again this year. But in any case... He, he made a point to me last year, and it stuck with me. When we were at Traverse City, he was like, I heard a stat once. Maybe he made it up. I don't know. He's pretty trustworthy, and he's good at math. Oh, I thought you were saying so he's a liar. But uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a dirty liar. He lies all the time. No. He told me, he's like, I've heard that like the majority of successful power plays mm-hmm. score oh, yes, within, yes. and I think he said the first 11 seconds. And it sounds so ridiculous, and then you think about when the Blues score power play goals, and it checks out. 
it's all it's so often just a face off win puck to Tarasenko shot score mm-hmm. or a face off win to Tarasenko across the ice back to Tarasenko shot score which is what this one was I'd love to know the stat on like just I like zone zone time like mm-hmm. keeping it in the zone how often a power play scores without it ever exiting the zone it's oh, got to be insanely most high of the time, yeah i was I like think. yeah the minute it ever goes out of always like so this power play is 75% over even I mean, if there's a minute yeah. 40 left the second power play we did score after it went out of the zone and i was stunned but we'll talk about that <laughs> literally Tarasenko scores this one assists by Colton Pareko and Ryan O'Reilly um and it was just, I mean, just Tarasenko got to a spot and sniped, and Martin Jones is not a good goalie. This is a great shot, He's but a terrible not, save. Like, I'm so glad, I, I'm, I don't wish ill on Martin Jones, but from the start of these playoffs, I was like, that team can't do it with Martin Jones. Yeah. And constantly, NBC made the story, Martin Jones has kept this team in it, even in games where he wasn't very good. They they even said that tonight when it was like four Did one. They, they I were didn't like even catch it. They were but, like that's a big save for Martin Jones. I was like, not really. Like what about the other not saves? They did that in game three four when it was already we scored the first one thirty five yeah. seconds in. The next save he made, they were like, remember oh, the that. biggest save? That's yeah. a huge save. And it's that's like, like you say that later. It's like not now. Yeah, but in any case, like I'm not trying to shit on Martin Jones, but he's not good. And if you no. lost this series because you didn't put it high enough, often enough on Martin Jones, shame on you. And the Blues figured that out to their credit very early. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the times he just shot it high, and he's an elite sniper. And we're going into the Stanley Cup final with Vladimir Tarasenko having scored in back-to-back games. And yeah, it's on a penalty shot and a friggin' power play, but who cares? Goals are goals, baby. A confident Vladimir Tarasenko is a dangerous Vladimir Tarasenko. We said it last time, if he gets going... Honestly, if he gets going, it's Blues Cup. Think, I'm sorry, that's just I, if the he truth. Gets, like, if he gets going like he can, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe Fuck it. Fuck off, Austin. Second period starts, you know there's going to be a push. Of course there's a push. Do you have the Corsi in front of you? Which period are we talking about? Second period. Oh, we actually had the better oh, in really? that period. That was our best period. We have 56% for Corsi 4. I bet we didn't for the first half, though. I um, know you can't look that up, but I bet we didn't. Let me slice and dice. Um... In any case, I mean, the Sharks had a lot of possession early. You knew it was coming. The Blues missed a chance. They had more, they had more high danger chances for. That is believable. The Blues missed a chance in their own own end. Martin Jones gets an assist to Eunice Donskoy, who passes up to Dylan Gambrel. He's real, folks. I don't believe it. He breaks the other way for his first career NHL goal postseason or playoffs. That's how... Or, regular season or playoffs that's how depleted their roster was but good for him great moment for the kid if it had come back to bite us in the ass i wouldn't be saying that but good for him if anyone was gonna score it was gonna be one of those fresh guys oh yeah not named michael haley blues are gonna trade for dylan gambrell and i said last time that if we shut out logan couture we win the series and we did once again i was just gonna say man he had one nice look and bennington just Easy glove save. Benning, Jordan Bennington makes the most casual glove saves. None of that whipping it up and Jordan down. Jordan Bennington stuff, making yoink. 
a glove save is like a 10-year McDonald employee taking a Big Mac order. It's just like, yep, <laughs> oh, same really? shit as always. <laughs> you know, I don't well know what done. a Big Mac is, but I'm guessing it's a one or a two. Oh, I was like, you they know, have a whole jingle, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> they can tell Do you, you care what to it inform is. Me? No, no, I'm not that old. <laughs> but yeah, I, he just, just glove, just none of this high arcing shit that makes it look so creative yeah, and spectacular, like... just catches it and gets on with life. Uh, he didn't catch the shot from Gamble and it was two to one and for a while it was clenched butt cheeks time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away. Let's I was very furious. I was so mad. I just wanted them to get the third goal and they didn't. And I was so upset, and I, w- I was really scared. I was genuinely scared. You probably mentioned, and I just wasn't paying attention. But yeah, this was off of we had a chance on one end, mm-hmm. and just went the other way. Yeah, and they scored. Yep, <sighs> I did. In fact, you did. It. Okay, <laughs> I don't mind you repeating. Are the Blues in the Stanley Cup final? They I can't are. Remember. Holy smoke! Keep me, keep me up to date. Um, wasn't there was another chance here? Was it Kane? Somebody had a just a friggin' golden chance they couldn't bury. And yeah, I think, I think it was before Shin's goal. Kane had one where someone, like, we had all our guys going one way, and they poked it back into the zone, and he was the only guy there. We finish in this box of fruit snacks. Yeah, I've night. got scurvy. <laughs> I need the vitamin C. Thanks, Welches. Welches, if you can't have fruit, eat these snacks, because, Christ, you need vitamin C. <laughs> Waiting for my Walter's check. <laughs> you get David Spade in the commercial, and you're just selling out the the whole aisle every time. There's no more fruits. Yeah, they gone. <laughs> so the Sharks get a number of decent chances. How many high danger chances did they have this period? In the second period, <laughs> they had four to our three. So a good number. And they can't bury any of them. And uh, about six minutes after the Gambrel goal, Gambrel, also owner of many great retirement communities. Gambrel is not a good name. It's worse than Barclay Goodrow. Mm. It did not make a difference in this series. We didn't have any sharks for whom we could make. uh, I thought about that today, yeah. Doing little jingles for. We didn't have any, but, but come to think of it, Dylan Gambrel is a very young shark, and we haven't done it all series, so in honor of his first career goal, plug your ears if you're prone to getting songs stuck in your head. Congratulations, Dylan Gambrel. So, now that that's stuck in your head... You couldn't just have a celebratory night, although you're listening to this in the morning because you're not insane like us. Mm. Braden Shin, oh my God. The much maligned. The monkey off his back. He couldn't break the stick, though. It was like broken, like it was in a, it at a different snapped. angle. Yeah, yeah, he didn't snap in half. Um, which is even more impressive because once you do the breaking, shouldn't the snapping part be pretty easy? I don't know, fiberglass. It's tough stuff. Second goal of the postseason hasn't scored in 14 games. I don't remember the first goal. Obviously, it was in one of the opening games against Winnipeg. Weird. Alex Petrangelo with his 11th postseason assist. Robert Thomas with his fifth, which puts him in elite company. You have that list somewhere. I don't know if you can find it. Um, It's coming. 
But Thomas passed back to Petrangelo, who took a heavy shot. The rebound is right there for Shen, and he finally knocks it in. And this is to my point about uh, the kind of the perfect game unfolding. Oh, you have to scroll through our retweets. Rough. Uh, the perfect game. I retweeted too many things. <laughs> the perfect game unfolding for the Blues because. Like you said about Tarasenko, man, if Shin is a consistent scoring threat in this final series, it's scary for the Bruins, I think. Um, And, you know, he scores finally. He gets the monkey off his back. It's a great moment for him. It's a great moment for the Blues. And at this point, you kind of know. Like, you don't know, but you kind of know, you know. Yeah. Especially once they pushed it to intermission and hadn't allowed any quick responses. It's three to one blues. The sharks are depleted. They don't look that energetic. Um, Ian's still looking for the Thomas stat. I it is something to the effect of: in the last twenty years, only six rookies have six or more playoff points. Oh no, not rookies. Not teenagers. I retweeted they- <laughs> so many things, and I swear to God, they're not showing up on like our our like. Whatever homepage. Maybe just search Robert Thomas. No. But in any case, the six youngsters were Joe Thornton, one of the stalls, Jordan Stall, I want to say. Yep. Um, Tyler Sagan. Oh, keep going. And some you got other, two more. S- some other real good you people. You named three of them uh, Eric Carlson and Nathan McKinnon. So, yeah, Robert Thomas is the sixth teenager in the last 20 years to record at least six points in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then he is now second in Blues history as a teenager with most points in the postseason, only second to Rod Brindamore, who had 13. So he had 13, but we didn't make the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) What the fuck? Probably didn't even come all that close. That wasn't our other conference final year. And then we traded that dude. Whatever. Hats off to Rod Brindamore. Yeah. And Robert Thomas, of course. And put some sunblock on your nose just for safety. Brady Kachuk says of Robert Thomas, he's the king of this city. I don't get that. Look, we... I don't get why he's Mr. St. Louis. We love Robert Thomas. Mm Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a guy from town. Yeah. I would love that to be the case, but also he's, like, brand new. This is the one, this is the closest you'll ever get to an anti-Robert like, Thomas comment from us. What, what kind of, like, genius, what kind of master strategist would say, we should make this kid nobody knows much about the king? Because the people will rally behind him. No one would ever say that, would the they, people. Ian? Would would anyone, would a council of elders ever say oh. that a young, young nobody should be king? you. <laughs> uh. I'm trying to bring you down. We won't go there yet. No, we'll go right real quick. Okay. Game of Thrones. I hate it. <laughs> well, there you go. Teaser. I don't know if we'll cover it tonight or never, but it's just, a teaser so for people something. Know. Um, the Blues come into the third period. They're flat. The flat <laughs> like my beer. The NBC crew had to do it one more time. You were in the bathroom for this, which was ironic because this segment was the drizzling shits. <laughs> 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 because Mike Milbury introduced the segment by basically saying the sharks have shown so much tenacity, and then they showed the three controversial calls that they did not control 
didn't, by the way, show game six of the first round where I think they won in, like, double overtime. Mm -hmm. But they showed the major penalty, the offsides call, and the hand pass. And then Jason Spezza closed this poop sandwich. It was the bread of Mike Milbury saying tenacity, and then the poop of the three calls, and then the other bread, by saying, this isn't about lucky bounces or fortunate breaks. Oh, Patrick Sharp. Yeah, what did I say? Jason Spezza. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first split time, I was like, they brought this weirdo in? Sorry, my fault. No, you're very justified. Patrick Sharp, much more handsome oh, than Jason Spence. Just to, mm, to die for. To, as Spit and Trick would say, total man rocket. But oh, I don't like that term. I don't understand what the point of this segment was. When a show goes to air, when a segment goes to air, so many people have to approve it. Mm-hmm. So many people have to say, this is a good idea. It's like the Starbucks cup writers, and Game of Thrones. There are writers who approve that shit. There are producers who approve that shit. There are editors who throw together the video to make this shit happen. NBC and then Sports there are the Network. on-air personalities who have to say that shit. And Patrick Sharp knew what he was saying was nonsense. He was kind of grimacing as he said it. You're, but he had a script and he had to go with it. You're giving NBC Sports too way much credit. Too much you're credit. Right, you're right. It was Mike Milbury and he said, throw these clips together. I'm going to make my point. He's probably, yeah, he probably has as much clout there as anyone behind the camera. The third period started, and um, it was not great for the Blues, although the Corsi 4, also not great for the Blues. Uh, A lot of good chances for the Sharks. You want to tell me the high danger chances in this period before you tell me the god-awful Corsi 4? Yes, the Sharks had seven, and we had two. And both of those were goals. Yeah, so I mean, boom, conversion rate, (laughs) boyos. And what was the Corsi for? Our Corsi for was 23%. Yikes. We've talked about that a lot this season, this postseason, this series. You won, fine. Whatever, you won. The Sharks didn't do anything. Jordan Bennington was great, as always. They didn't get the benefit of any controversial calls. We killed one big penalty, despite them having... A lot of zone time, like a lot in that penalty. Did they only get the one power play? I think. So we went two for two and they went 0 for one. Yep. And Tyler Bozak iced the game away 13 minutes into the second, third period with his fifth goal of the postseason, assisted by Perron and Ryan O'Reilly, who got his third assist because he's Ryan O'Reilly and the boy is back. Our golden boy is back. You believe? O'Reilly carried it into Bozak, who had a sick drop pass to Perron, who in turn made a slick pass around whoever the fuck 47 is. I forgot to look it up. And then Bozak took a shot that deflected off Nyquist through a hole that should not exist because one more time for old time's sake, since the last goal was on an empty net, and I can't win that on him as much as I want to. Martin Jones equals not good, and Tyler Bozak scores. It's 4-1 to one Blues. The place goes electric. They know what's happening. At this point, even we, even we couldn't believe, we kind of, we kind of thought, what if there's just a real Oh, if it was one. a quick one, yeah. But we really nah. knew. We really knew, and just, just as the, like, more like the piece de resistance <laughs> of this whole thing. Ivan Barbashev scores on the empty net. We missed it once. He almost missed it a second time. It went off the post, but it was in. It was 5-1. to one. The Blues got two f- minutes and 15 seconds of just pure celebration. I mean, much more than that. But the rest of the game was just 
fans chanting let's go blues and we want the cup and just going ballistic and st louis the enterprise center the enterprise center which has never seen a playoff series defeat only the scott trade center has ever seen that (laughs) bullshit the enterprise center which is the bastion of purity and truth had we want the cup chance not by the other team what if the Enterprise Center, we boldly go where no Blues team has gone before? It already has! Oh, no. The Blues are in the cup final. I almost said <laughs> conference because I We're can't believe it. it. I don't know. Like, I, I, I have to talk to human beings tomorrow. I have to do work. I have to write articles about this that are theoretically unbiased and straightforward, <laughs> and I don't know how to do any That's of that That's why I don't shit. understand. I'll be at work, and they'll all be, we're so happy, and then someone will be like, I'm well, we get, need to talk about those invoices. I'm and I'm like, we don't, we don't have time. There's no time left, don't you see? My my boss, whom I adore, he's great. Like, And I'm not just saying that to kiss ass. He gave me he this gave job. He gave us tickets. He gave us those tickets. He's awesome. Th- I thanks. mean, I am kissing ass, but also I believe this Thanks, stuff. Mark. Oh, so close. You got two of the first three letters Matt? right. Two of the first three letters, not those two. Well, one of those two. I give up. I'm M not. and R. There aren't that many. I got it. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. Morgan. So I was close. never going to guess this guy's <laughs> name was Morgan. Get out of here. <laughs> In any case, he's wonderful, but at some point tomorrow, he's going to message me with a a completely reasonable request. You know, hey, could you fill this form out? And I'm going to be like, no, no, I won't say that, but I want to. I very much want to. You live in my new reality. (laughs) I've had the courtesy to edit you into this realm as well, so maybe you should tow my line for a couple of days. Hey there, Chief. Maybe this is the one out of the 416 billion whatever chances. Timelines that Doctor Strange looked yeah. at. It's true. It's so true. Maybe maybe Robert Thomas comes back as an old man right at the end, but it's fine because we won the cup. The police are in the Stanley Cup final. The final. We survived the squall line. It's raining again currently. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <sighs> Let's read some quotes. Let's read some quotes, because even these are beautiful. Patrick Maroon. I mean, this is unbelievable, Pierre. <laughs> His words, not mine. I oh, would, I, I, would, I thought I you were about to never, crucify Pierre. I would never address this man by name. <laughs> this, <laughs> the city's been with, this, <laughs> this pile of poop that's wearing a suit. The city's been waiting for this for so many years now, and it's a privilege to do it in front of this crowd. Four more wins, and we've just got to continue what we're doing. Talking about Barubi, he says, he's influenced so much. He's given us so much confidence ever since he's taken over. It's been a privilege to work with him. He's given us so much swagger. Ryan O'Reilly, interviewed also by Pierre Maguire on the ice, said, you dreamed it, you knew the potential was there. He's talking, this is the guy. This is the guy who lost his love. Zero love. Listen, I'm not, we love the Boston, the Buffalo Sabres. We love... Anthony Chandra, I'm not trying to pick on any of them. I get what it's like to be fed up with a player, too. Oh, 100%. But this guy was the scapegoat in Buffalo. And that 
was clearly a misdiagnosis. <laughs> I think even Anthony would have to agree now. He might have been part of the problem. Maybe it was the wrong formula. Maybe he you know just how like, mix with those guys. Yeah, you know, like how hydrogen on its own is fine, but then with fire, it's a bomb. Like that sort of thing. That can be that can be true of players. Too. But hydrogen in your water, very tasty. As long as there's two, but if there's only one, real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But or it's heavy water, and then it's a whole different thing. But anyway, Ooh. and then you can make the bombs, and it's like, it just keeps going. Someone took a chemistry class. <laughs> and did really poorly. poorly. <laughs> Mr. Villagram, not a fan of me, not me of him, although, you know. Steven, you got an A, but I gave you a B because I'm just not a fan. Oh, oh, oh even that would have been just a treasure. Such lofty. <laughs> Such lofty expectations. He said, you dream. It, you knew the po- not Robert Villagram, Ryan O'Reilly. He said, You dreamed it, you knew the potential was there. After having the start we did, it's amazing how we've been able to come back. I can't really describe how excited I am. Uh, he was asked what changed the momentum for this team. He said, I think the big one was having Benner come in, which I'm glad a player finally said it. Yeah, I'm glad they said it. He brought some swagger to us. Once we started feeling good about ourselves, we just came together. He was a big reason. Jordan Bennington himself was interviewed by Catherine Tappan, and he didn't even hit on her. We're so proud of you, Jordan. But he said it's pretty exciting. The atmosphere here was incredible. It feels good to get a city behind you like that. We're excited for the next round. And then he said, I just try to take it day by day, enjoy the moment. I'm having a good time. I'm just trying to stay relentless, stay strong, and just prepare for the next series. Which is the Stanley Cup. I was going to say, I think they talked about this on NBC, but what a mindset to just be addressing the last round, the final round for the Cup as the next round, just another round. Like there could be 12 more after that. Yeah, like we're going to have to go through this gauntlet of rounds. I'm so glad that he has that mindset. I guess I, I wouldn't expect anything different. You know, I have to say, too, there are some actual winners on this team. Owen Sound, he won. I don't know if he won the Memorial Cup, but he got him there. Hmm. Robert, Robert Thomas, Thomas yeah. did win the Memorial Cup, almost won it twice. You know, this team is real good. God, I'm in, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think to a much lesser degree, but when you have those black aces, those guys that you bring up from the minors, they're just there in suits. And I think they get to be kind of in the dressing room, probably not during, obviously, but after they show them celebrating and stuff. But you're around those guys 24-7 minus the bits of the game, minus two and a half hours of your day. They've said a lot about Chris Thorburn and even um, Chris Butler. Chris Butler? Chris Butler. Um, Just being huge leaders. Just veteran guys that can, like, talk to people. That's right. And I think between them and Steen and Bowmeister, mm-hmm. and honestly, Petrangelo is a good silent leader, but he's not. You've, you've seen him in the locker room. The guy just kind of talks, and everyone's just kind of like neat. And touches his face a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. But you have a group of leaders that seem to actually get it. I don't know. They just seem to calm people. Along with Barube, I think the whole team just knows they got more work to do. They're finally a team that's not putting... They're putting their worries away. They're able to level out the lows and the highs and just play, I hate saying it, God, I hate saying it, play their game. 
Oh my god, but it's true. We might have new listeners who don't even know that it's two guys no cut tradition to portray Chris Butler as like a southern gospel preacher with the deepest uh-huh. voices. Mm-hmm. That's right, tell me more about sea birds. <laughs> but uh, it's in there's so many people that were on this team before, but then there's so many people that are not we're not on this team last time, 2016, or even, you know, years this before. This team is, it's entirely it's different. It's so different. It's like, I know there's crossover, I get that, Petrangelo. But when most... Great, was yeah. Pareko real young on that team? It was Edmondson was and Pareko's rookie year, year? Okay. in 2016. Um, but, like, but you got guys that have gotten that's older. that's, like, hardly comparable. Yeah. It's Sunquist, just a whole different feel. I mean, the entire forward core, really. Sunquest, Thomas... Blay. Blay O'Reilly. Bozak, Bozak Maroon. Maroon. Perron wasn't Perron here for that. wasn't here for that. Yeah. Barbashev wasn't here yet. I mm. mean, he was in the system, but he wasn't here. Yeah. That's the entire... I mean... You pretty much have Steve, Tarasenko, Steen, and Schwartz. And Tarasenko. Yeah. That's a you whole new three dudes. And they're um, all doing well in their respective positions. I Hats off to Steen for being like a fourth liner and essentially being extremely effective in that role. Yeah. Like... Honest to God, a gun to my head before the season, last season, two seasons ago, I told you Alex Steen has, is going to be gone from this team for us to get to the Cup. And if, yet here we are. If we win, like, I, again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but... You can now. We, we're in the one we We're ta- in the one place you can. We talked about last year with the... Blackhawk or with the Capitals winning, how they made a lot of commitments to a lot of the players that were part of that. Yeah, and like not all those were smart. I'm, <coughs> right now, mm-hmm. I'm in the place where I'm like, not that I don't think we have commitments to make that would be too dire. Like we could make a bad contract for Edmondson or Petrangelo theoretically, but some of the older guys are oh, already. Now you are reaching. But my point is, all all I was gonna say is like I, I would never trade Steen if we win the cup. Pay him however much he is and let him retire here. Oh, he'll just retire when his contract ends. Right, probably. But, like, don't think about trading him for cap relief. Just let him play out his career here. Mm-hmm. Bo the same. Like, even if he wants another year, if you know, as long as he's passable next year, fuck, I don't care. He oh, can play on the third period. change if you win the cup. But uh, let's go to Alex Steen and Jay Bomeister, actually. Alex Steen got interviewed by Layla, the real hero of St. Mm-hmm. Louis. I said that kind of sarcastic sounding. Did not mean it. She's awesome. But she got to interview Alex Steen, uh, and she asked him what his emotions were right now. He said, good question. A lot of emotions right now. We're excited, obviously. It's very special to do this in this town, and you know how to have... Uh, you know to have you you know to have you here was a little extra special for us. And then he was asked about what it's like to be playing David Backus in the Stanley Cup final, and he said it's going to be interesting. We haven't played against him a lot since he left, but I don't think we're going to be friends out there, Layla. Great, fun interview, Steen, smiling from ear to ear. I mean, you With could hardly tell because there weren't no teeth yeah. in the mouth, but still, like t- the Steen family. Thomas Steen and Alex Steen have played 1,900 career games, over 1,900 career combined games, and on Monday night, the first of either of them is going to play in the Stanley Cup final for the first time. Thomas Steen is a legend whose number is retired with 
the Winnipeg Jets. Alex Dean is an, a legend who's, there's an argument, there's at least an argument for retiring his number here, and I'm not getting into that right now, but there's, you know, you no, nobody could be like, that's horrible to even think. Mm. And first one ever. Jay Bomeister said, Jay Bomeister gave an interview. Jay Bomeister talked to Catherine Tappan. He was smiling. It was as rare and pure as unicorn blood. <laughs> and he said, it's good. We'll enjoy it here for tonight. I think it's you can sense it's kind of building in the city. People are really excited. We're proud of ourselves, but I think we know there's a tough road ahead still. It's a great opportunity. You put in a lot of time, a lot of hard work, but it's no different from anybody on your team. Uh, it's been a roller coaster, but I think since about Christmas we started feeling good, and then we started winning some games. Going through that at the start of the year has made us a tighter group, and even through the playoffs, uh, where you're going to help, we or sorry, and even throughout the playoffs, we've gone through some adversity. Colton Pareko gave an interview, and I wrote his name down as Robert Bortuzzo. But it wasn't Robert Portuzo, <laughs> it was Colton Perico, and he said it's pretty special, obviously. You think of all your childhood memories, and yeah, we're here. Real nod to Killer Chase right there. And finally, I just think we had such a chemistry in that locker room. The guys in there, the character that they have, it's the things that you don't see on the ice that really bring us close together. You have a tweet for us, or are you still scrolling? I'm just looking. I'm looking at everything. <clears throat> Robert Thomas, I'll knock out these quotes, and then we can go into free fall. It's been a crazy year for all of us. This is just an unbelievable feeling. You can tell from how the city's reacting just how much it means to everyone. He doesn't know because he's a child. Nineteen, um, but, but he's our everything's savior. been he's, easy he's for our, Robert. He's Thomas. our white hope. He's never had to. Robert Thomas never had to work a real job in his life. <laughs> Robert Thomas. There's a nod. Robert Thomas. There's a nod to all you Parks and Rec fans out there. He got, says, anytime you go through adversity, it really brings you together as a team. That's been the biggest thing. Just playing hard for each other and going out there for the guys next to you. My whole first year has just been kind of nagging on Walt. There, talking about living with the Kachucks. He really helped me through as we move forward. Since the boys have been ho- been uh, home, it's been awesome. They've been so supportive, and they're really going nuts. Bobby Thomas. A couple of notes from Pete DeBoer. Uh, he was said, I was proud of our group. I don't think the score reflected the work we put in. It's a harsh league. It's a hard trophy to win. Um And then he said, you know, he had really nice words for the boys. He said, I think the two hardest, heaviest teams are in the final. Everybody talks about skill and speed, and there's room for all these small players, but I don't think it's an accident. These guys, there's no space. They're heavy. They're hard. They're organized. There wasn't any room out there, and when there was, Bennington made some saves. That's why they're the Western Conference champions. So as much as I hate Pete DeVore, none of his his pandering, none of his asking for calls, just an honest, straightforward take. Good for him. Talking about Joe Thornton, he said he's the face, he's the heartbeat of the organization. Like all the players in that room, we're disappointed for not helping him get to the Stanley Cup. And Joe Thornton was asked if missing players like Pavelski and Thor- and Carlson were the reason they lost. And he, to his eternal credit, said, oh, I'm not going to use that. Uh, he's one guy, he's a big part of this team, but we can't get into injuries. We played a good hockey team that beat us. That's the bottom line. Um... Craig Berube said a lot of stuff. It was a lot of the same stuff. Truck killings. 
Um, he talked about the alumni being there. He said it's a great alumni here. Obviously, some great players have come through this organization. They're all involved in it still. It's great to see. I talked this morning about this organization. It's an unbelievable organization. The, the way it's run, ownership down, management, they do a great job. And like I said, the fan base here is remarkable. That's another thing we need to talk about. Let's talk about that for a minute. Tom Stillman. Tom Stillman. Mm-hmm. Tom Stillman and Doug Armstrong. Like, Tom Stillman believed in this team. Tom Stillman said... Yes. Yes. But, spending his money. But even, I was going to specifically say, though, Tom Stillman said, make the trade with Ryan O'Reilly, I'll pay the bonus. Mm-hmm. $7.5 million. I mean, I know it's not just, like, coming out of his pocket, <laughs> but it kind of is. And he it's said, his money somewhere. And, it, and he said, do it, and without that, we don't get Ryan O'Reilly. Tom Stillman has continually allowed this team to pay to play to spin to the cap. And a couple months ago, we're talking about, like, oh, this team's in some trouble if they don't make the playoffs. That was hard on Tom Stillman last year. Now they're in the conference in the uh, Stanley Cup final. I did dude, it again. The dude's making bank. Oh, my God. He's making so much money. He's going to make friggin' $15,000 off of sales of those Western Conference champion hats. Oh, we gotta to get some of them. the Two Guys No Cup podcast alone. If you want to get one of those hats, you gotta come through us, because we're gonna own all <laughs> of them. The price is not free. That's non-negotiable. I gotta tell you, the, one of the funniest things I've seen here is on Reddit in their post-game thread. Uh-huh. And it's by a user named Commander. I can't believe you actually got Commander as your username and not wow. 169 or 420 <laughs> or whatever. Uh, he says, nobody keeps the St. Louis Blues out of the Stanley Cup Finals for 50 consecutive seasons. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're in kind of free form mode here. I know you had some thoughts you wanted to share. Oh, they're all gone Have now. you been dropping those throughout? Or... No, yeah, a little bit. I was just thinking, like, I don't know how you, how anyone goes to work and does things for the next two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm don't have a child on the way. I'm not currently moving. I'm not in the middle of planning a wedding or something. But I can only imagine if you're at work and you're doing one of these things. And it's very soon that, like, work is, like, not your top priority and you don't give two shits. No. And to me... Even though it's hockey and it's just a sport I watch grown men play, this is exactly how I feel. I mm-hmm. assume it's the same way. I'm just like, yeah, I'll give work like 40% of my attention at most because I'm kind of glad, like I said, we had those two-day breaks between games because I needed to kind of like function and eat and sleep <laughs> and stuff because this is it. Every win is just... Every win up until this point had been, you know, one win close to the cup, but now it's, like, very real. It's, like, there's not another round. And it's been so long, and I just think of all the different players that have been here. I can't even really name you some of the really oldest ones, because that's even before my time of really paying attention. But, I mean, even just, like, um, I don't know, guys like Korea and McDonald, and they're, you know, they had their own cups elsewhere and stuff, but... Not here. You have um, guys like Demetra, who passed. You have Turjan. You have Pronger, McKenna. So I'm just going back from like earliest to latest. You've got Hull never won one here. 
And you could tell, like, the joy for guys, even guys yeah. like that who won them elsewhere was real. Like, they mm-hmm. were excited for this team. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hall won one with Dallas, but he looked over the moon that we were in the final now. You've got guys like Kelly Chase crying, like, outside the locker room and players seeing it. You've got, you know, Bobby Plager who said, you know, they're crying up in heaven about this because his brother Barclay. And it's just like, there's, there's just so many, there's so many players that came through here that never even got to the final and obviously never won a cup and it's just it's insane to me or just even fans fans that are old fans that have passed fans that you know probably gave up numerous times like we have on this team and I mean they're they're here now and it's I've seen people tweet about how they're happy that their kids don't have to live in a world where the Blues never made the final because they were almost in that world or maybe you know they had older family members that lived in that world and I just can't believe that they're here and I mean that's what the more I think about the time how much time has passed 49 years since they've been in this my dad was 10 years old. Like, Richard My Nixon boy. was not a crook yet. Who was even president? Was it Richard Nixon? Might have been in 70. I don't know. I don't know. Can't we're we're, we're a little there. too young. But, like, it, 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 this is one of those things where you go, the iPhone hadn't been invented. Cell phones were not around. Shit, people were using rotary phones. Like, I, 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 I don't even know. Richard Nixon. Disco disco was on the horizon in seven years. Gloria was like the last of the disco era, and disco hadn't even started. I mean, 12 more years before that song even came out. God. My brother was eight years. It would be eight years until he was born, and he's significantly older than me. I mean, not, I mean, he's a young man. And, mm. and has he's so old. <laughs> Love you, Bill. But he's 13 years older than me, and he still wasn't born for eight years yet. Vietnam! <laughs> Vietnam was a war that was being fought. <laughs> Vietnam. The Beatles had just broken up, like, just. Like, it still stung people mm. real bad. Someone had to hear that news, and then Bobby Orr scored on the Blues. What a what a nightmare for some human being out there. Jeez, it's been so long. It's been forever. I threw out a tweet to the people. Because to the we're, people. We're a podcast of the people. And I just wanted people's raw reactions. I haven't vetted these. I'm just going to read them, and then I'm going to read one more thing, and so we can if, say whatever we so want. So if any of them are racist, we're sorry. <laughs> But Stephen can't recognize that he's just going to say it. Uh, at Keck Wills at one says, We've never been this far in my life. Now I'm just concentrating on not jinxing this shit. This is real right. I'm not just having a wet dream or something. I guess not. How you react to this bodily is, is your own <laughs> choice. But... Jimmy Holland says, I've waited my whole life for this moment. Four more glorias, and I will forever know dreams can come true. At Hockey without the Y, one, uh, mm. Kathy Barnett Bilbrey says, It's surreal. I think about some damn good teams were close, and this team, this team, did it. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I don't think any of us are really going to sleep tonight. I couldn't sleep last night. 
that's true. I couldn't I couldn't function today, and I won't tomorrow. Two average guys, two AVG guys said, celebrated with both arms in the air, fist clenched, high-fived my I'm happy for you, honey wife. Finished my beer and just felt proud and excited for the next round. Dylan White says, uh, I'm only 20 and been seriously following since 2011. No hate. We've been there, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're much older than you. We're very old. We're very mm-hmm. old men, but other than that, that's about when I started getting really into it. Get ready for responsibilities. I know. They it's suck. True. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Dylan. Don't get any older. I listened to Curves and Chaser for years and lived and died on each game. I listened to The Call tonight instead of watching NBC, and it felt like the journey. Oh, my God, I haven't even heard that. Mm. <gasps> Gotta listen to that. Gotta listen to the sports it night because like the real Canadian The folks. journey had finally come full circle with the man who made it so memorable. I'm anxiously awaiting him announcing the Blues' first championship victory. Brad Roman says, relieved they are playing for the cup and life couldn't be better right now. Odnoib, O-D-N-O-I-B. As the clock hit zero, I sat in the basement in my usual usual spot, stunned at what I was seeing. Something I've yet to witness in my lifetime. I broke down in tears in a full embrace with my son and daughter. This Blues team means the world to me, to us, to this city. Four more wins. I mean, what I love about this is it's just so real. Mm -hmm. The emotions are so real it's unbelievable i'm so glad i did this gary says like my heart has wings my eyes turned into waterfalls (laughs) and my body had the world lifted off of it at frosty p-h-r-o-s-t-i-3 i love it david kogut says tough to articulate i've been to at least one playoff game nearly every year since 84 Except expected this in 90, 91, 99, 2000, but twas not to be. Just happy for the team, the team, fans in the city, and elated for Mr. Stillman. He deserves this. This team could have left town so many times. It's still here. They were almost the Saskatoon Blues. <sighs> Cody Pope. We skipped a draft. We skipped an entire draft. We the Blues said no thank you. <laughs> to drafting players. <laughs> we don't want that no more. Cody Pope. I'm speechless for the first time in my life. I waited for the other shoe to drop on this team, and it never—it just mm-hmm. never happened. To top it off, we're headed to a cup finals where everyone outside of Boston and Chicago are on our side. What is this feeling? I think it's optimism. He's right. Like, this whole series has been like, get the Sharks through, get the Sharks through, get the Sharks through. Nobody's saying that about the fucking Boston Bruins. I don't even think Chicago, like some Chicago fans definitely. Probably. But not all of Chicago, I no, don't think. No, they hate Boston too. Because if 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 the Blackhawks play the Bruins right now, listen, uh, folks. Listen, folks. I wouldn't cheer hard for either team, but I wouldn't be upset if Chicago won. I saw a map on Twitter where someone had made all of America the Blues. Illinois was still or was Boston. Mm-hmm. Northeast was Boston, and then Ontario was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Still, it was very sure, funny. To I me. love it. Aries four one two who I think won one of our puck giveaways. You got it. Give, give, give a shout-out to at Fireman71200 on Twitter. Just sent a gif of Mario headbanging, or as our friends to the north would say, Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Slater says, sexually satisfied. That game was pure ecstasy. He and Keckney dang out. Um, <laughs> they can do all their stuff Ew. together. Matt, at intern Maddie says, I've been crying since the Barbashev goal drank shark's blood. Still crying. I'm ready for the Bruins. 
we've all waited our entire lives for this. We're going to make sure we celebrate accordingly. Curtis Kalen, our dear friend with whom we watched Game 6, said, I felt the need to dance. He's not lying. We retweeted it. Check it out. It's epic. Deneen Preston, elated and slightly antsy. The win is unbelievably joyous, but also I respect how challenging the next hump is going to be. A little realism. I mm-hmm. like that. A little honesty. The, uh, Panger's Stool, legend. If you're not following, I mean, mm-hmm. follow all these people, but if you're not following Panger's Stool, mm-hmm. you're missing it. The physical stool he would stand on, not the stool that would <laughs> be checked by the doctor. Yes, exactly. Not a stool sample, a mm-hmm. blue stool that sure. he stands to come up to Robert Bortuzzo's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Hanger Stool says, Thanks to the beer and euphoria, I'm not sure I will feel anything till punk drop on Monday. Tony Eichenlaub, another Twitter legend, says, I can't even put this into words. This is usually when I wake up from my dream. I'm so happy and thankful for my Blues Twitter family. And Jake Fulton says, At first I didn't react. Heads on my hands on my head. Disbelief. When my friend asked how I was feeling, I started crying. I've waited my whole life for this. I'm just met with feelings of awe. How honest is that? We tweeted out a tweet. Retweet if you cried. We both did. It's just, I just honest to God want to know. I didn't do it for publicity or anything. I just wanted to know. 109 retweets. I can guarantee you we've never come mm-hmm. close to that. 140 likes, 19 replies. It's This is something we've never felt, and we're all feeling it together. And we're a friggin' family. We're a friggin' family, and it's great. Podcast hug. I love it. I mean, I really love it. I absolutely do. I don't know. Do you have more words you want to say? Fuck Boston. (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck clam chowder. Fuck the Atlantic Ocean, period. Fuck their accent. (laughs) Go. I'm rooting for the big dig. I hope the entire thing falls into the giant hole they've been making for 30 years or whatever. Is it finished? I don't fucking know. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck the Red Sox. What's the other dude? Fuck Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts. Fuck the Celtics. Fuck all of them. That's right. Dunkin' Donuts before the Celtics. Fuck fuck all of them. Fuck baked beans. Baked beans suck. Who the fuck wants baked beans? Nobody wants baked beans. You know what's an overplayed movie? Goodwill Hunting. Fuck Goodwill Hunting. It's a fine. Oh, like them apples? Yeah, I've heard it before. I've heard it a thousand times. Also, let me say this. For my very brief exposure to counseling techniques, not a good idea to corner someone (laughs) and force a hug on them and say it wasn't your fault. Not great strategy. A little aggressive. fuck that. Not fuck Robin Williams. Oh, he's the one. He's 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 unscathed. But fuck Matt Damon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fuck uh, Jim, John Krasinski Yeah, from the he can office. go die, all mm. of it. Bill Burr, also. I that. love Bill Burr, but get Fuck fucked. You. you can get fucked. I think he <laughs> would understand <laughs> that. I think he understands that for sure. Paul Blackburn, you can get the fuck yeah. right out of here. All you Boston fucks. Rear Admiral from the Spittin' Trickets pod, podcast. Love him. Mm. Fuck him. Grinelli, he, he can, can get fucked. He can ease his tears with some new Amsterdam vodka. <laughs> Fuck that accent. You probably already yeah. said that, but fuck it anyway. Fuck Boston College. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Harvard. Fuck, uh, fuck Doug Flutie just for good measure because I think he played at Boston College. <laughs> fuck Harvard. Mm. Fuck Harvard Yacht. Uh. <laughs> fuck uh, Independence Trail and all that shit. Just. Mm. Fenway Park. 
fuck the dropkick Murphys, even though we're going to play them in a few yeah. minutes. Thematic choice, not a, a yeah. It's like choice. this is the only time I'll allow this because <laughs> fuck them in real life. Uh, fuck the band Boston. Yeah, Boston. I got more than a feeling that you're a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Fuck all of them. Mm. I'm sure there's more. If you got people you want us to hate from Boston. Shout them out. We'll I'm, we'll talk about them yeah. on the next one. We missed the obvious ones, but fuck you'll, Brad yeah, you'll, we'll all figure that out. Zidane Charing, get fuck Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, love you, but get the fuck out of here. David uh, Vacus, I'll say it. I don't want to beat him, but I will gladly sorry. beat him. Just There's get out not, of the way. No second of me will regret that he's on the other team. That was his choice. Robert Thomas, keep your head on a swivel. Oh, David Vacus coming for that. He's got to escape between David Vacus and Brad Marchand and not die. Jesus. Oh. Mm. David Vacus is the final boss. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's like a fourth liner. He plays the punchy punchy role now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I I guess this was the only way it could happen. And I, I am fully embrace it. I want to close. I will we'll close. We'll have more podcasts. We'll have more podcasts because we're going to the Stanley Cup. Jesus. Final. I was a little sad about not having any in the postseason last year because we didn't. We weren't there. We, we weren't in the playoffs last year. We weren't there. And I remember thinking that. I remember thinking, do you think... We could do enough things in the postseason to even be considered a cup contender, and we did, and now we're in the finals. One, let's just one more time. One year ago today, no one in this team but David Backus was in the playoffs. Ryan O'Reilly, Tyler Bozak, Patrick Maroon we're all on different teams. More guys. I'm sure I forgot someone. Mm-hmm. Who's the other guy we got in free agency? Ron yeah. right? We mentioned him. Ron was the only one playing Robert currently Thomas right now. was maybe still in the Memorial Cup because that thing goes forever, but he was just mm-hmm. a glimmer in our eye. We still had Saboka and Patrick Mike Berglund. Mike Yo was our coach. Mike Yo was our coach. And mm-hmm. that's not like a shit on Mike Yo. It's a little bit. But like... Great Flyers assistant Mike Yo coach. was our coach this season. How is that possible? And we're in the Stanley Cup final. So I'm going to close with this. Sorry, yes, continue. From John Brown. Unless you have more to say, no, no, I'll no, talk no, all no. night. But no, I'm good. John Brown from Fox 2. It's a little, it's a little bit saccharine, but hell, we're in the Stanley Cup final. Who gives a shit? He writes, and this was texted to me by a friend. He says, if I were to write a movie about a hockey team... I begin with a team that has never won a Stanley Cup and hasn't been to the finals in nearly 50 years. I put that team in last place in the NHL halfway through the season. I'd fire the coach and bring in a guy that very few people know. I mean, people knew Craig Berube, but point We're hockey fans. I'd promote a rookie goalie who would miraculously get hot and lead the team to the playoffs. I'd have one playoff series go to seven and win it in double overtime. I'd have the refs steal another game in overtime by an obvious penalty that wasn't called. After that hand pass, I'd have my team outscore the competition 12-2. I'd have one of the hottest Hollywood stars as their biggest fan and even talk about it three times, talk about the team on Jimmy Kimmel. John Hamm? I mean, Jenna Fisher? I don't know, one of them, probably. I'd also write a storyline about how the other professional sports teams in town, who everyone loves, start showing up at games to cheer. 
During one playoff game, I'd write in a tornado that canceled the baseball game, so the entire city focused on the quenching game of the Western Conference Finals. That's true. That happened tonight. Squall line. <laughs> I don't know. Squall line is the title of this podcast. The but. carnage area. Then I'd have them play the team that beat them 49 years ago from Boston, no less. And just for kicks, I'd include a little girl battling cancer who is befriended by the team for kicks. I mean, for, uh... <laughs> she would survive and go on to be at the playoff games. But who would believe all that? And Scott Perkins, the last response to our tweet that we'll read tonight. Sorry to anyone that tweeted too late. Scott Perkins says, I feel like something we've been promised for longer than I've been alive is finally within reach. This must be what it feels like to see a prophecy fulfilled. And so it came to pass in those days that Sir Bennington led... I clicked another thing. Led the Knights of the Blue Note into the final battle. Into the breach we go, gentlemen. Once more, into the breach. The Blues are in the Stanley Cup Final. Your final opponent. You just have the one. It's Boston, which could be the it could be the hardest exit, but it might be the sweetest victory. Fuck them. Gloria, four more times, boys. Let's go, Blues. <laughs>